I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright, and you are in for a treat today. Joining me for today's conversation is literally one of the most inspirational, empowering, hope-filled women, honestly, that I know. She's a mum, She is a wife, she's an author, she's a successful businesswoman, she's a sought-after advisor, strategic advisor, and she is now running to become governor of California. It is my absolute joy. I am so excited to welcome into the conversation with me today, Jenny Ray LaRue. Jenny, welcome. Liz, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have a conversation with you today. Oh, it's such a joy to have you here. So Jenny, just starting so that we can get to know a little bit more about you, would you share with us some of your stories of what's got you to this point in your life, which is obviously one of the most exciting moments in your life this far, I am sure. As you know, there are always multiple versions of a story. So let me just share to start out with my bio and then we can go into other pieces as we go throughout the conversation. So I'm the oldest of four children. I was raised on the East Coast in the United States, uh, mostly in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, although I was born in the South in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I went to undergrad at the University of Virginia. I studied economics when I was there and I got my grad school degree, my MBA at Columbia Business School in the Ivy League in New York City. And my career has been really three different stages. So I worked for Bain and Company, uh, the large international management consulting firm where I learned just tremendous skills and had the opportunity to advise CEOs, businesses, uh, and most specifically governments, nonprofits, and private equity organizations on strategic transactions. One of the things that I really loved about that work is that we almost always walked into a nearly impossible situation. And I say nearly impossible, it just depended on how you looked at it. Sometimes they would say it was impossible. We would say it's nearly impossible. And uh, all that we needed was the nearly, right? All that we needed was the nearly to to make a change for the future. Uh, That really scaled up my thinking to billion dollar global focus and organizations. And so when I left Bain, I wanted to build companies. I did that with two organizations, an energy technology company and then a financial technology company. Uh, And finally, nine years ago, six weeks before my first son was born, I purchased a company. And I bought that company as a very small company and have significantly grown it. Uh, Probably the most important thing that I'm proud of is that with a team that has become to me, one of the most remarkable teams on the planet, we've not only grown it, but we've accelerated the growth, which usually business growth goes slower over time, right? You grow at the beginning and then you kind of keep growing, but but the growth slows. And we've done the opposite. We've we've inverted that curve to grow it at an increased rate. So my family and I have three boys now. Um, my, my husband, my kids and I live on a ranch in Redding, California, and we've uh, lived on the ranch for six years. Every year we seem to accumulate accumulate either more trees or more animals or both. And uh, so we have a few orchards, uh, we have a garden that I really love, and um, we have animals who often will make their way into our home at unexpected times. So uh, that's a little bit about the backstory of um, how I got to the place in the last year to begin to consider running for office. 
Oh my goodness. So you have a wealth of experience, an absolute wealth that applies to this next chapter, really. Do you look back from here and can you see can you see the Lord in the details, like God in the details of your life, sort of preparing you for this moment, so to speak? I think it's one of the most ridiculous histories to bring somebody to the point of governor. In fact, I've told someone and uh, in the last week, I said, it's nearly impossible that my pathway would have brought me here because I've made about six wrong career decisions, not going to business school at the right time, not continuing my professional career in the big leagues, as you would say, not going down certain pathways to live in certain cities, marrying a man who is completely my opposite. And uh, we run parallel businesses, but this we, we weren't designed to be the power couple in the city making waves. There was nothing strategic. There were no magazine articles written about us in our life. Uh, and so what you can see is the hand of God super clearly moving us. And, and I'm happy to share a little bit about some of those Oh, stories. please do. No, no, please do. I'd love it because I was actually going to say to you, how how did you end up making that decision? Because obviously, like you've said, you didn't set out with this long-term strategy, right? I'm going to maneuver myself through my career choices to get to that point. And, you know, you've but you've obviously arrived at this point. I mean, it's amazing, really. So, so how did you get there? Well, I want to just, I'll end at the, I'll begin at the end and then I'll move backwards okay. because I think yeah. it'll be really important. Uh, how I got to the moment of saying, I want to run for governor of California was a season of repentance. Mm. I, I, over the last year, began to recognize that I had spent the majority of my life cursing the government. And I did it out of what I believed was a righteous place, but I was wrong. So what I'll, what I mean by that is that in high school, uh, my, my father and I were in a conversation and we started to have this chat about how just no good people go into government anymore. Right? And, and while it might be the truth, it's not what we want. Mm -hmm. uh, and so knowing that our words have power, what I should have been saying is where are the people that God is raising up for government? And so over the course of my life, I've said, here's two careers, business, and government, right? And I've pursued a business career. Now, I didn't even start out that way. So I'll share in just a second what the, the difference was for that. But, but those were the two careers. And when you look at the two, all of the pros for a career are in the private sector. You're honored, you're valued, you're paid well, you're given increasing momentum and free time and creativity and relationships that are just expanding all over the planet. It's exciting and amazing, right? The government is not right. that. Right. And, and so it was so easy for me to justify throughout my whole life how good I had it and how over here, you know, the kind of the people that couldn't do anything else, they're the ones that go into government. It was obnoxious behavior that I've exhibited for most of my life. And so at the beginning of COVID-19, I think that what we have all recognized as a desire in us is good leaders, right? Mm -hmm. Leaders that are mm -hmm. empathetic and wise and humble, but we don't get them 
by blasting them. We get them by honoring and encouraging and supporting and working on their behalf and volunteering and doing things that people are doing for my family now. They're bringing us meals every Monday night and they're they're supporting us in a way that, that I was not wise enough to do for much of my life. So I began this journey into office, you know, understanding how having bad government is a thing, but not understanding our call, our role, um, and what to do about it. And the fact that this is not a career choice and shouldn't be for most people. Mm -hmm. This is a choice of public service to lay down your life and to choose all of the worst things for the benefit of millions of people. And so that's how I got to the decision. Oh, gosh. Jenny, that's profound. And it's inspirational, actually, you know, because one of the things that we have discovered during this last year is all over the world, we're connected with business people and ministry people and people all over the world. And one of the things that I've seen that's, that is fundamentally different is people. That there's a global conversation that's taking place, which you are absolutely aware of, I am sure. People want a different world. They want to live in cultures and they want to work in cultures that have a value system of love, where people truly are the focus, you know, where where they want they want leaders like you've just said they want leadership where people genuinely are motivated by what is what is uh going to be the best for the people you know m- motivated by real care and compassion for people and how and put and working together to create a different reality for everybody a different world and so i wanted to ask you obviously you know that's what you care about. You're obviously a woman who's motivated by love. You really do want to see a, a different world for people to operate in now. And I think people are sick of corruption, aren't they? People want to be able to trust leadership again. And um, and I think this is people want to be leadership that actually do run on this value system. So can I ask you to speak into that a little bit, Jenny? Like, do you think what people are aspiring after and literally dialoguing about all over the world now, do you think it's possible to do? I totally do, but it's not easy. And I'll explain why. I'll explain why. Um, One of the things that God's been speaking to me about in this season is the difference between government and public service and Mm. politics. Ooh, Okay. So they're not the same. And government does involve negotiation, right? So you don't always get your way and you don't always get the way that you think that things should be done. But politics involves closed door negotiation, right? Corruption, lying, cheating, stealing, waste, fraud, all of the things that we don't really love. And so I always put them together. So let me just explain two earthquakes that happened in my life and how I've been convicted that it's possible to do this. So the first one was related to business. Uh, I didn't start out planning to go into business, even though I was a hustler from when I was small and I started little businesses and I paid my way through college, through side hustles that I did. I never saw business as an honorable or virtuous enterprise, never in my life. Um, But I had a conversation 
conversation with God when I was 22 years old. Um, and in the conversation, God asked me three times if I wanted to be a doctor, which was my stated plan. And I thought doctors are the good guys, you know, and I, I really had this very clear value system. There's good and there's bad doctors and everybody else, right? Uh, doctors, <laughs> actually it was doctors, ministers, and, and there were a couple other good guys, but, but really like there were a lot of bad and guys in my else. worldview, <laughs> everyone else in my worldview, you know? And, um, and, and God didn't confront that directly. What he asked me was, what was my desire? It was my desire to become a doctor. And I had just spent a year traveling extensively around the world, serving in different organizations. And during that time, I had worked in a couple of hospitals and I kept asking, gosh, how do they run their organization? How do they hire their nurses? How do they buy their pharmaceuticals? It was all the operations questions, not the medical questions of the, the hospital. And, and so when he asked me, I tried to convince him twice that the answer was yes, medicine for me, right? Medicine is, is a way that I can do God's work. And, and then he asked me a third time, and, and here's what, what I said to him, are there any other options and God said the following statement, with, which was an earthquake in my life. He said, business is the primary way I reveal my creativity on the earth. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's and that just wow. breaks something open. Oh, right? Business is the primary way I reveal my creativity on the earth. And I was so moved, startled, and shaken by that because it revealed layers of things that I've, I keep discovering in my life, right? God loves business. God's mm. nature is in business. God is a problem solver, right? God is revealing himself all over the earth in ways that we don't expect. There were there were all of these things that, that were revealed in that statement. And uh, what, what, what I'm tying this into is for you, you ask the question, is it possible to live in a world where lying and corruption and cheating and stealing aren't the norm? Well, mm. the, the same question was one that I asked about business. Is it possible to be in business and to not be greedy and corrupt and self-seeking, right? And, mm. and, and, and here's the thing, it's possible to, to be all of those things, but... Like God is doing things on the earth in his kids, which is, you know, all of us, but some of them are the sons and daughters already revealed, right? So, right, right. Uh, so um, he's doing things to reveal the nature of creativity, to, to reveal his nature through business. And, and so we see also in the scriptures that God loves, in fact, it's all over the scriptures, God loves righteousness and justice. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And so uh, so I, there are so many people that work in public service that do embody that. Let me tell you what the, mm. the thing is that comes against it. And it's the same two things in those uh, environments, fear and greed. Mm hmm. Right. If you're yeah. in business and you're afraid someone else is going to eat your lunch or take your take your dinner or steal your customers, you will behave out of fear. If you treat it as a war, you will go to war. If you treat it as a race, you will get faster, stronger and better. And, and really the same thing is how government should think about themselves. We are not in a war against one another. It's not right versus left or us versus them or even nation versus nation. We're in a race to reveal the nature of God. And, uh, and so what I see, what I see being revealed and what I see just this monumental movement of people being called to 
to is a revelation of, of what that looks like. But what does it mean? We have to operate without fear. So I can't even be fearful about raising enough money for my campaign. I'm not allowed to partner with that spirit. And I can't be, I can't be greedy about, I need more and nobody else can have money. And so I keep asking God, what does that look like? So I'll give you an example, right? In, in my fundraising conversations, I just spoke in front of 1200 people in San Diego on Monday. I said, who are you giving to? Because if you're not giving, then you're not partnering with the new thing that's happening. But mm-hmm. but if you're, I'm not saying give to me, I'm saying give to somebody, just give, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and yeah. a lot of people came up to me afterwards and said, that was super striking to us that you didn't say give to me and give to me only. And, and it's, it's been over the course of really my whole life, but especially in the last five years that I feel like God's been doing specific character training, breaking fear and breaking greed over my life. Uh. Oh my goodness, it's, it's so inspirational listening to you, honestly. So this is part of how you can look back from this vantage point, really, and see how the Lord's been preparing you for yeah. this moment, just teaching teaching you his ways, I suppose, because when you're speaking, I hear the, the qualities of the nature of God as the aspirational values of the world we can actually create as we wake up to this, being the the intention of his heart for the planet he's created, right? We can, he's inviting us all in the marketplace or in politics, wherever we are, in life to partner with him in the restoration of this planet really bringing forth his influence everywhere which is the way that life should work right it's the blueprint according to the value of of our god's heart which is a heart of love and honor and empowerment i mean i woke up uh, two days ago on the the morning of this massive um you know meeting that i had and and in my uh, in in my spirit, when I woke up, I felt like God said, "He's doing what He's been doing for the entirety of human existence, which is winning the hearts of people, right? Yeah. And and just in every yeah. possible way that we can see and imagine that. And so we just have to remember, right? War is up here, not against flesh and blood, principalities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. fear and greed, that's our war. Um, but what God is in the business of is is revealing himself, which is just a masterful thing. Yeah, it's just beautiful, isn't it? And I can feel as well, and when I'm talking to people who are really called into the marketplace, there's a real desire to unite at the moment, isn't there? We're stronger together. We're realizing yeah. this. We, like you said, we're not we're not fighting each other. If we'll just close rank around each other and realize that we're, it's all about the revelation of who God is through our lives and, and bringing forth his goodness in practical applications to make this world a beautiful place, <laughs> to bring his kingdom on earth, you know, to do good to people and see it different world emerge and I absolutely believe that this is the time that we're in and there are voices rising including yours you are a very significant voice for this hour you know of influence and impact and we 100% believe in you and are praying for you and you know because we we need people who really desire to partner with God and reflect his heart you know to to bring about change the essential change that's needed and there's something else that you said Jenny that I thought was brilliant you know just with Fear's had its day. It's had its day, hasn't it? We it 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 masquerades as counsel of wisdom, but actually it's deadly, you know, in its impact. There's no good fruit that comes from fear. We really do need to choose the ways of love and honor right now to be productive and fruitful. 
Yeah. I want to talk about honor specifically because yeah. I've had to, you, you're, you're asking, I, I would just want to make it really practical for people about how I'm working to live this out because uh, yeah. we, we hired an ad agency. Uh, and right now in the U.S., there's this very common conversation, um, especially amongst conservatives about the radical left. Right. Um, and uh, and words used for Democrats and even honestly, like incredibly distasteful jokes. And um, and, you know, the root of the, the word sarcasm is to tear at the flesh. And um, and sarcasm is, is really dishonor disguised as humor. Um, so so anyhow, we've gotten the, this ad copy back from our ad agency, which is effective fear works okay and we have had to say sorry not on our watch this is not who we're this is not what we're a part of this is not what we're going after we will explain how policy is poor how someone is behaving unwisely but we will not demonize them we will not partner with that kind of language and um, and so we've had to go a number of rounds with people that are common players, really experts uh, in this space to demonstrate what it looks like uh, to chart the way forward. And, and here's the remarkable thing. It's working, uh-huh. right? You know, I, I spoke uh-huh. in front of that group of 1,200 people and there were a mass, they, they, they did a standing ovation at the end and there were a mass that came up afterwards and they said, you were the only one who called us to move forward, to, to call us not to stand against something, but to to stand for what we're building and they're noticing. And that's, you know, it's not easier, but it is really, really important to do that. Do you know what? I'm sure you are going to be like a breath of fresh air as you're coming in with a different set of values. You know, you're you're already setting culture. (laughs) You're already influencing, aren't you? Changing the status quo because actually people want this. They don't want what has been. They know that the world isn't working in its current expression. There has to be fundamental change. And you're one of the people that are going to be able to do that. I, I submitted myself to it from uh, from God. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you kind of asked earlier. You know how I came to the decision. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation uh, with God on the 28th of February this year, and and I really felt that He was calling me to do this, to do it now, um, and and to you know to run straight from the private sector to governor. There are a lot of people who think I shouldn't do this. There are a lot of people who think that it's unwise, and um, and so I, I just I, I was. Kind of telling the Lord, you know, I'm not really sure your ideas are the best ideas. <laughs> not really sure you know what you're talking about. And I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of those conversations with him and I usually lose. I, I don't usually win those. Um, yeah. But but I, what I love about the way that God works is that he didn't just say, I'm right and you're wrong. He said, let's have a conversation about this. And so um, uh, he asked me a question. He said, how worthy am I to you? Wow. Which was actually really the fundamental question. And it wasn't whether I can do it. It's whether, whether his, his voice, his, his, you know, example is a worthy mm-hmm. one. And so I said, oh, you know, I kind of, what do I even say to that? I mean, I know what the answer is, but I know why you're asking. Um, and then I just, what I said back to God was, if you ask me to do this, right, all the cons, all the negatives of, of this life, this public life where I wake up to swear words and people yelling at me and, and attacks on my family and, and our, our business and everything on a daily basis. Like, why? You know, 
why would you call me into that? And, and, and if you ask me to do this, you know, we're going to lose everything that you already gave us. Why would, why did you even bring us to this place if we were going to just hand it all back? Right. What the, what the heck was the point of all of that? Um, and, and here's what he said to me. He said, exactly. You are going to lose everything because if you go in with nothing to protect, you can behave with courage and without fear. Right. So it it was this, a God of my own design would have said, you get to keep everything, right? (laughs) You're fine. You're just, just keep it all. Um, But he said, no, it's, you're going to lose it all. It's gone. Just, just consider it done. That season is over. If, If we do this, where we're going, you can't take it with you because then you will spend your time trying to protect your business instead of doing the right thing for millions of businesses. You'll spend your time trying to protect, right? These, these interests that you've built up by my hand and it's just not what we're doing anymore. And, uh, and so that, that was such a deep revelation to me about what, what God wants. He wants us to uh, be able to exhibit public service without self-service, but, but to do it, um, it requires just a remarkable amount of sacrifice, more sacrifice than I've ever had to go through in my entire life. That's for sure. It's a testament to the depth of relationship that you have with the Lord is how it strikes me when I'm listening to you there. So that's laying down your life for your friend, so to speak, you know, no greater love has anybody than to do that where you, You've obviously been given the strength and the faith to be able to do that. Like this, your faith, your relationship with God is clearly the core strength of your life. And you love him so much that you've been able to say yes to a calling where you have counted the cost, actually. But you view it a privilege because you're loving God with every moment, every decision you make, every step forward. It's a lot. You're loving him aren't you with your choice. I am. But you know what? I mean, this is. The only thing that he asks for us is everything, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's kind yeah. of a part yeah. of the deal, and yeah. um, and, and so, and and that morning when I was worshiping, I was just saying, God, you're the worthy one, right? You're the one that didn't have to lay down your life, mm. and 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 you had everything in the beginning. You didn't even have to do this, right? There was for for you to gain this was so was so unusual and remarkable and so um i actually think that this should be the normal it's it's not it wasn't normal for me it wasn't the first place that i went um but i think we're rising into a new season where we say wow you built this this is the new normal where 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 you built this with me and you want it back great you you gave your life i can give mine too and um and ultimately right again i don't even deserve to keep it he deserved to keep everything and to keep himself out of out of death but uh, but but for me this is the the lowest thing that i can give because i get him in return every single time God. it's so moving i can actually feel his heart while you're speaking it's actually ex- i feel like he's issuing an invitation to other people right now to say will you trust me will you say yes to the partnership that i'm inviting you into so that my kingdom can come on earth you know, really, truly, I, I, even though it's a a very difficult time for many people around the world, you know, and I say that with a lot of compassion, all, all I have been feeling all the way through it in my spirit is that we're coming into the greatest hour. We're coming into a reset 
And like you said, the new normal is going to begin to be visible. We're going to be able to partnership with the Lord, I think, in a way that we've never been able to before, yeah. perhaps. You know, there's such a grace and an understanding, like you said, and what you just said is beautiful and it's profound. And I do feel it's an invitation. So any of you watching around the world, if the Lord is calling you to something, then you've been creeping your way forward <laughs> with your heart. Because this is not easy when you count the cost, you know. It's impossible. It's nearly it impossible. It's nearly impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's so. nearly impossible. But then the exchange, like you said, you inherit him every moment. You get to see the Lord show up profoundly in your life and do what you can't do. Yeah. And be on display in the most practical way. When I think back to that decision, there is no way that you could make me make a different choice having experienced what I've experienced now. So I do want to encourage anyone who's thinking about stepping out with the Lord that that uh, this moment is a time when um, he's shaping us into whatever he wants us to be. I mean, I, who, who the heck knows what that looks like, but, right. um, but, but um, Liz, I want to go back just at the end of our time together to just talk mm -hmm. about some of the things really briefly that God did to bring me to the place of, um, of governor, because I think it's really a masterful thing, right? One, one is the celebration of business and, and a revelation that business is the primary way that he reveals his creativity on the earth. Um, mm -hmm. Another one is just an understanding of both large and small businesses. I would say the third cornerstone um, is that over the last like 13 years I've really been a student of honor um, of uh, uh, you know churches that really value honor I've been in two different churches during that time and and their core DNA has really been the focus of honor especially in disagreement which is something that we can develop in terms of the way that we shape culture and government um, but also it just um, I would say the final thing is that when I came to California, I thought I came here for a year. It was really early in my career. I thought I came for one year and that I would go and move somewhere else. And um, and the reason that I felt that is that I think in our state, there's this kind of bullying mentality, uh, like, you know, you're not from here, you're not, you know, you have to build something to kind of make it here. And, and I, I constantly was looking for somewhere easier to go right? Somewhere where like the taxes were lower or the spiritual climate was more friendly or anything else. Um, and what God has done in the time that I've been here is equip me through small personal battles to apprehend in the spirit realm what now needs to happen at a corporate level, right? To understand that where he brings us is where he wants us to be, not where everybody else on Instagram is having a great time. And mm -hmm. Um, and, and it has been my deep conviction about eight different times when God has recalled me <laughs> to, to the state, to our business, to our farm, um, to our community, uh, you know, amidst increasing challenge, conflict, et cetera, um, that in that calling uh, has been what has been building the capacity of what he's been doing now. And if you would have looked back into that first year here, no way I was a candidate for governor in the future, not a chance. Um, but then with the 
this, the, the way that God has built um, the individual moments in life. It, it's, it's like I've been clearly preparing for over 20 years to do this uh, when yeah. you look backwards, but forwards, it did not look like that at all. So just a final encouragement that God is on the move. And when he moves us to these weird places for one year, you just never know what might happen <laughs> in the future. It's so exciting. Oh, honestly, Jenny, I could talk to you for hours. I go, um, there's so many things that you're saying. I'm like, oh, I want to go off on that one. I want to ask you about that. <laughs> so we'll have to have you on again. Good. Good luck I love that. the conversation. Yeah. And honestly, we pray blessing on you in all that you're doing, Jenny. You really are an inspirational voice. And uh, yeah, just right on time for a changing world. Hey. So it, it, not my fault, but you're exactly right. It's all God's great, fault. Yeah. It is, it is. The great unveiling of Jesus is underway, hey, in the midst of his people, yeah. in all expressions. So, Jenny, thank you for being on with us. It's been an absolute joy talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. So welcome and thank you all for tuning in today and we just pray that you have the most brilliant week just full of experiences with Jesus and that he will lead you like you've never known before in the steps that he has for you the direction that you are to go into next so bless you all look forward to being with you again next week God bless.